When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Get it through your goddamn head. You're not like other lawyers. You break attorney-client privilege, nothing different happens with Liam. They sure as shit gonna look into you, and you and I both know what they're gonna find when what they do. What difference does it make what they find? There's such thing as right and wrong, and we're wrong! You know what? I have had it up to here with you blaming me for every hard choice that comes with this job. Harvey, shut up! Is your life better or worse than before I hired you? both. Well, maybe you should focus on the better, because the next time I have the option to cross a line to save you, I'll send you packing and not think twice. Suits Season 2, Episode 11 is over, and if you want to hear us talk about Blindsided, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sestrino, back here with the guy who never shows up to a podcast without coconut oil, a ski mask, and duct tape. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> I'm good, Rob. Yes. Uh, yes. Well, that was an interesting combination of things, Rob. That was uh, a lot of things. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we got the return of Sheila Zaz to uh, the Suits verse to spend some time here with Lewis. Uh, got some background info onto what's going on in his world. I think kind of a vibes episode, episode 11 here of season two. This was the first episode back after the mid-season uh, yatas. Uh, so we uh, jumped back in with kind of, yeah, vibes from Lewis, Harvey uh, going on another date uh, with Zoe. And then uh, Mike's the only one who's uh, doing some real lawyering in this episode. Yeah, and uh, since this was the mid-season finale, I do have some housekeeping if you want to address yes, it really quickly. Yes, yes. Um, so we have people in the Facebook group are unsure about the origin of the Liddy. Yeah. Rob, do you mind explaining to our uh Sure, our listeners, if people are just associates. jumping in now, yeah. and welcome to our new listeners. The Liddy mm -hmm. is the award we give for basically it's our MVP of each episode, our friend Stephen Fishback. He is. Uh, would you say he is he the Lewis Lit of Survivor? Uh, that that uh, <laughs> he's, that he is the Lewis made. Lit to JT's Harvey, probably. Uh, or yeah. yeah, or Jeremy's Harvey, or, or Jeremy. just whoever he's next to is Harvey. <laughs> um, yes, yeah. that that comparison is being made in the Facebook group as we speak. Okay, yeah. So Stephen Fishback used to give out an MVP award for the Survivor who did the best in every single episode. Uh, I happen to be an expert in Survivor, but we can explore that uh, backstory right now. And so Stephen would give out the Fishy Award. So I think by episode two of this podcast, we said, who's going to get the Liddy? And so they, we've been going ever since. 
Right. There was some question as to like, why isn't it called the Harvey, you know, with him being obviously the superior lawyer or at least the more important one for this story. But the Liddy just sounds a lot better. Mm -hmm. It just it has a certain ring to it, you know. Yeah. Um, So wanted to address that. Also, um, in episode seven of season two, we discussed uh, Harvey versus Daniel Hardman. Daniel Hardman is not per associate vote eligible to win the Liddy. Um, we we took a vote here to see Daniel Hartman had a great episode. Uh, Harvey had a okay episode, but Harvey still won the vote. So no love for Daniel Hartman. Do we have to take away the one we gave him? I don't think we gave him that one. That one was up for scrutiny. Okay. There was a it was a contested, and so since the vote, the the people have uh, decided Harvey gets it, wins it all. And then um, uh, shout out to Chloe Victoria in the Discord for joining the Suits Party. It's great to have you as well. Uh, you know, welcome to the club. Join the Facebook group, all that good stuff. And let us know if you have any feedback or anything you want to discuss about the show. Rob, that's about it. Okay. All right. Good housekeeping. Uh, let's talk about what's going on here. And were you surprised to see Tess still around here in this episode? Yeah. Um, he's Mike's still smoking and Tess is still smoking too. You mm-hmm. know, uh, they, they are together. Uh, Tess, who I've seen described as like an off-brand Donna, by some people mm. in the uh, in the Facebook group, I, 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 now that I've seen it, I can't yeah. unsee it. Uh, but yeah, she's not going anywhere. She does not seem concerned about her marriage, her marriage, you know. <laughs> and and sometimes Mike does, and sometimes Mike doesn't either. So I was surprised that she was so comfortable in this episode, Rob. Yeah, uh, this is sort of a episode where Mike is still on his bender and ultimately wraps it up by uh, the end of this episode. And hopefully, uh, Mike has his groove back now after uh, Granny has left us. Yeah, by the end of the episode, Mike is going to be trying to clean his life up. He told Harvey, I'm going to get my life together. He's going to be he's going to stop doing drugs, stop sleeping with married women and get back to work. And so we see the journey of how Mike got Mm -hmm. there in this episode. Yeah. You know, Mike is going to, by the end of the episode, dump Tess and is like, you're married. Get out of my sight. (laughs) Don't you think that Mike was a little ridiculous in terms of how he handled the, the whole Tess situation? Yeah, he comes home like she's some type of temptress, like, get out of here. Who sent you? Mm-hmm. Did, uh, are you smoking weed in my home? Takes the blame. Yeah, she's it. married, <laughs> not you, Mike. Right, right. Like, and I'm a married other- man. How dare you? Right. I, I only have eyes for Rachel. I just keep sleeping with whoever will show up who's not Rachel as mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah. Yeah. This does this count on the hookup counter for, for Mike? Or I mean, like, I mean, definitely he got the one counter, I think. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, look, uh, Tess loves a couple of things. Uh, you know, adultery, Mike uh-huh. Ross, pizza and weed. Yeah. She, he even asked and her, do you love your husband? And she's like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I don't know. He's like, cause we don't even talk about it. She's like, well, let's talk about it. He's like, I don't want to talk about it. I was like, all right, Mike, you're having a moment. Maybe you should just go. And that's when he decides, I cannot be, uh, you know, like, and like I can't be in these situations with a married woman. This is pretty bad. Um, and so by the end of the episode, we see him sitting on the couch trying to figure out where it all went wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's uh, talk about the case of the week here. Uh, this is a big emergency that they have to deal with. That Mike is trying to talk to Rachel Harvey. He's like, we have a crisis, and we have to deal with the story of Liam who is a young person who was at a party, who was driving home, who had a hit and run accident. 
He uh, didn't realize uh, that, well, the man had survived, that he ultimately hit with the car, but then su subsequently uh, passed away. And so Harvey and Mike are representing the family of Liam against these charges. But what I didn't understand is, you know, from my, you know, prerogative, Pearson Hardman, the big, high-priced Manhattan law firm, like, who were these people, uh, Liam's family? Like, are they just sort of like super rich people that do a lot of business with Pearson Hardman that they were dealing with bringing uh, Harvey Specter in to represent Liam in this case? Right. At some point, you start to wonder, what is Harvey's jurisdiction? <laughs> like, yeah. what, it seems like sometimes he's just helping out a friend. Sometimes he, there's a person that we know that owns the business. And so because they own a business, we have to go do this very intimate family situation with them. I don't even know if they actually explained to us who this woman was. She's obviously a client and she was trying to make this go away because I'm assuming killing somebody in a hit and run is bad for business. But I don't even know if they specifically got into why exactly Harvey even has a relationship yeah. with this lady. So the Suits Wiki says that Jillian Coulson, Liam's mom, is a longtime client of Harvey Specter, and her son Liam was involved in a collision that resulted in the death of uh, the young man Albert Chung. So I don't know. Like, we're, we're here. We don't really get a lot of backstory mm -hmm. into who this is. Liam, he was at a party, and certainly for Mike, this is going to be bringing up uh, some memories of hit and runs and how his parents parents passed away. It was a drunk driver that took out Mike's parents. And so Mike is already feeling some kind of way about these cases. And as we know, Chappelle, that if there's any sort of like emotional connection, you don't know how Mike Ross is going to handle the case. Right. It, but we do, you know, we, we really do know what this is. Harvey knows what it is. Like Mike, you're getting kind of teed up right now. Why don't you just uh, take the day off, go home, do work on something else. And Mike's like, no, no, why would you think I have an issue working on this case? And Harvey's like, well, your, mm -hmm. your parents did die. He's like, no, 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 no. What, what what makes you think I would be, like, I would have some type of issue with that? It's like, because you obviously do have an issue with it. We were just talking about it. Your grandma just passed away. We had a whole breakdown of the story. And now you're like, but but I should be able to do this without any interference or without messing up or, you know, let, getting too emotionally involved in this. Like, no, Mike, no, you will not. And everybody sees it except for Mike. But Harvey, against his better judgment, says, okay, fine, Mike, I got to give you this one because your granny just died. And so he lets him hang out uh, and, and work on the case. Um, and this is a mistake, I, I would say. Yeah, because uh, Mike is going to be all over the place in this episode. He's dealing with the district attorney, Katrina Bennett, who wants to go hard after Liam. Yeah, Katrina is a lawyer who worked for the DA's office or something. And she's like, look, we got to come. We got to come down on this guy. Uh, Harvey and Mike are just like, what? No, this was an accident. She's like. Come on, y'all. Mm -hmm. like, he killed the guy. He left. He called 911. He fleed the scene. This looks really bad, but like, come on. Some people are dead. We gotta, we gotta prosecute this guy. And they're like, no, what are you doing? You're so hard on him. Mm -hmm. And she finds like, wouldn't you do this? Would you not have this same, the same like inclination? They're like, yeah, I guess. So her big uh her big plan is okay. I know y'all want to settle. Y'all want to do probation and all this other stuff. The family's not asking for much. We can settle. But I want a job. I don't want to work here anymore. Uh, I want to work for Pearson Hardman. See if you can get me on. Okay. And uh, they're going to consider it, right? They don't sign her uh, right away. And no. 
So then we get the news about Albert Chong, who was the guy who got hit by the car. And it turns out that he was doing graffiti and he's like leaving the scene of the crime. They're like, oh, okay. Well, you know, he was he was committing a criminal act. Liam said, I swear I I wasn't drinking. You can ask anybody. And so this is kind of like an open and shut case. Right. And Mike does a very interesting thing to get uh, Albert's. Oh no! I was guess Albert was the guy who uh, who got murdered, but um, yeah, the Chung Liam, family. Liam, oh, Liam. Yeah, Liam to get Liam uh, to trust him more. He kind of opens up to him. He's like, you know, this happened to me one time, kid. You know, it's not my first time in a precinct. I yeah. remember when I was your age, and you know, I got busted for possession. They're like, not with yeah. weed. And Liam's like, the you weed. smoke? Yeah. Even I You're did a the lawyer. weed. Yeah, yeah, even I did the weed. Like, believe it or not, but I got my life together. Mm-hmm. He's like, what? And so from there, that's like kind of Mike's like, you know, like, look at us. We both are from around the way. You know, we both uh, come from a, uh, 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 what is it? A shifty background and mm-hmm. stuff like that. We we were no angel. I get you. Yeah. And by the end, he's like, oh, I should not have shared that information with this kid. So Mike, he's very invested in this whole case that he's going to go to the Chung family. He remembers what it was like when after his parents passed away, that there was some lawyer who came and uh, that he had. Mike remembers the shoes. He just said in the last episode, uh, you know, they never you never notice a man's shoes. But Mike Ross does. And he knows that what it was like when they tried to offer a settlement to him and his grandma. So he wants to go and be the person. Chung family, they're like, hey, we just want $20,000. Mike's like, I'll give you 100000 Yeah, Harvey told him, don't go any higher than 100. But we know Mike, he is a bleeding heart. And he mm-hmm. knows he's been in this situation. And he knows how it feels for someone to put a price on your family's head. You know, to so say mm-hmm. like, okay, someone you love just died. I give you a few hundred dollars. I give you a couple yeah. thousand. Like that's that's not really something that puts anybody at ease. Um, but you know the money doesn't hurt. And so Mike's like, look, I'll throw you a hundred thousand dollars as well. And so they're like, thank you, Mike. This is great. And, you know, and he's thinking I did a really good thing. Eventually, this is going to get back to Harvey. I don't know why Mike thinks he can do stuff like kind of under the table because he always gets caught. He always gets caught. And speaking of always getting caught, you know, he ends up going back to his house and uh, hangs out with Tess. And then he's getting high again. And then he gets the call. Hey, you need to go take the plea deal over to Liam. He needs to go sign it. And so now do you think that Liam can tell that Mike is high and it's cool to tell him this story? He's like, oh yeah, this guy's definitely baked. Yeah, I think, I think so. I think that we're supposed to see that Mike's not on his game a hundred percent. You know, mm-hmm. he kind of looks like he's a little bit uh, slow to respond. Uh, and so I think, yeah, Liam's like, okay, this guy came to be high. This is a real friend because if he was, if he was, you know, the feds, uh, I would not be able to have this conversation with them. And so now we're kind of, little, it's a little bit more down to earth, mm-hmm. I guess, feeling for, for Mike in this moment. Yeah. And so, yeah, Liam is like, Hey, uh, you know, uh, I gotta tell you something about what I'm, uh, you know, you, you know, me, uh, I was high. <laughs> yeah. Remember that time you said you smoke? Mm-hmm. A crazy, crazy little detail I left out. I be smoking too. And mm-hmm. I'm a big chiefer. They mm-hmm. call me Chief Keith. Uh, Cause uh I smoke all the time. Like I you can ask anybody. I wasn't drinking, but dear God, I was stoned. I, yeah, was, I was so high. It's crazy. Yeah. That was so high. I barely knew what I was doing. When I hit that guy, boom, it's like he came out of nowhere. <laughs> and Mike's like, why are you telling me this? <laughs> yeah. Why are you telling me this now? <laughs> you know, yeah. dear God, I I've made a huge mistake. And Mike is spiraling. He's going to Harvey and he's like. Oh, we this guy, like, we got to bust him now. That's it. He's getting away with it, Harvey. 
I was like, we don't care. We don't care. That's mm-hmm. not going to bring like him. Him getting in trouble for this is not going to bring those people's kids back. Uh, he's they're not going to get any additional money. You gave them the max anyway. But so you just want to just go after this kid because he made a mistake at this point. Like mm-hmm. you would have to go undo all the things that we did to get here. And you have a well, client privilege, right? Like attorney client privilege. You can't even go tell nobody because he told you that in confidence. Yeah. How about Harvey? Chappelle, do you ever find that Harvey is inconsistent with the things he cares about versus the things he doesn't care about? Because sometimes Harvey is so righteous. Uh, but in mm-hmm. this instance, he's like, look, it, what's done is done. Okay? He signed the deal. There's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, I think he's a little distracted because he's got some stuff going on with Miss Zoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's not really tapped into what's happening. He's thinking, Mike, this is supposed to be open and shut. You should go handle this. And now, of course, you're doing the mic thing. You're having feelings. And you know how Harvey feels about feelings. And I knew you were going to have feelings. I told you you were too close to this. So I think he just doesn't take Mike very seriously in this moment. Okay. And Mike is still spiraling. He goes to the lawyer's office that went to uh, give him the payout and says, hey, do you remember coming to my grandma's house? And the guy's like, I I really don't. I got to be honest. No. No, absolutely not. Who are you again? Mm -hmm. He's like... You know who I am, Nick Rinaldi. Does the name Mike Ross mean anything to you, Nick no, Ross? That's like, actually no, a very I, common name, Mike Ross. Very common name. Did we go to high school together? It's like, mm-hmm. oh well, you you came and you gave us money when my parents died. You settled and you and you gave us a little bit of money. And I remember your shoes. And Nick Rinaldi's like, oh, bro, this happens like every other day. I really just it's hard to keep up with all the people who I paid off. And my brother's like, you're going to pay for what you've done. He's like, I didn't even want to take this case. Like, I mm-hmm. I, I am growing. I'm learning. I don't mm-hmm. want to do this anymore. Like, can you not tell I feel bad? My brother's yeah. like, and don't you ever let me see you again. It's like, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> so uh, then Mike is going to go tell the other lawyer in the case, tell the district attorney, Katrina. I was like, hey, just so you know, like he was high. And then Mike thinks that this is going to like blow up the whole case. And she's like, what the hell is wrong with you? You just right. violated privilege. Like, uh, like, why would I take that information? Right. Are you dumb? Mm-hmm. Because this is dumb. Like, uh, you tell me this at the trial. Like, hey, just anonymous tip from you to me. His lawyer, he did it. All right, go up there and make your deal. She's like, what? I can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's illegal for her to do. Yeah. So she's like, uh, no. So she uh, doesn't take the deal. Obviously, she's still trying to get that job at Pearson Hardman. And she's telling Mike, you need to grow up. Because you you feel so strongly about this that now you're about to put both of us at risk so that you can uh, pr- prosecute a 21-year-old guy. You know, you might want to let this go. Right. So by the end of the episode, uh, we find out between Mike and Harvey that Mike had bribed Katrina to take, you know, give the easy sentencing to Liam, the community service, in exchange for that he was going to hire her at Pearson Hardman because Harvey knew that Mike was going to completely foobar this whole case. Yeah, and and Harvey is on the brink of firing Mike Ross. I think we really should be tracking how often Harvey's like, I should fire you because Mm -hmm. you really should. You know, at some point, Harvey, Mike Ross is not going to take you down with him. If you fire him, I think he will go peacefully because what does taking you down with him really do? Right. You gave him a chance. You've given him strict di- instructions. And Mike Ross is going off the rails here, you know? And so maybe, hey, Mike, 
you you tried not practicing law again because right now you're being very reckless. But Harvey gives him another chance. Yeah. Harvey um, would be fine. He could fire Mike Ross. Nobody would ever look into does Mike Ross have a law degree? Like everybody mm-hmm. would be fine. Harvey yeah. would be fine. He was fine before Mike. He would not have as many movie references during the work hours, but he would be fine. Rob, he likes to live up here, mm-hmm. up here. Uh, and, this, and and getting rid of Mike Ross is too boring. That's not how Harvey gets down, but it really should be. You know, this this is another opportunity for Mike Ross to get both of y'all in trouble, and he's taking it. And so you really should be, like, trying to say, okay, Mike, I'm not even joking. I, I got, You got one more strike in you, and then you got to go because I cannot spend all my time putting out your fires. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... That's basically the Mike and Harvey story. Harvey says, you know, hey, uh, get your ish together, Mike. That's it. Yeah, Mike's like, but I, t- I, t- I am. I told you. I promise. Mm-hmm. He's like, are you? Because you're making things hard. Yeah. Uh, we did talk about how um, how uh, Mike is, I mean, sorry, how Harvey is hiring Katrina, but Rob... There's supposed to be a hiring freeze right now. There's supposed to be a hiring freeze, yeah. Um, let, well, let, that brings in like all of the romantic uh, aspects of this episode. We have Lewis and Rachel. We have Harvey and Zoe. But I guess before we close out Mike for this episode, uh, let's just bring in the Mike and Rachel of it all, uh, where Mike and Rachel, they have a couple of run-ins. Rachel's still pissed that she saw Mike with Tess. And Rachel's trying to, I guess, impress Mike or at least like tantalize Mike. Bull, Rob, bull. This is the lowest point, the lowest point for Rachel. I'm sorry. I know you're probably people at home listening to this like, Chappelle, don't be so hard at her. Rachel, Zane, you stand your ass up. I cannot believe this woman is like, Mike, I too be cheating. (laughs) I'm a baddie too. Do you think I'm a goody goody? No. I had an yeah. affair, and it wasn't I, with some old guy. He was young <laughs> he was, and virile. He was young and hot. Yeah, <laughs> and I wanted to have sex with him. So, yeah. So you you'll never so you'll never uh, you'll never get back what you missed out on. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love adultery, Mike Ross. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> get some. I was yeah. like, what is she doing, Rob? Come on, man. You got to stand up, Rachel. This is bad. I don't yeah. care. You think what? she was making this up? You think this was true? Uh, but also, even if it's not true, Rachel, your your response to oh this this guy sleeps with married women is like yeah, but I sleep with married men. Mm-hmm. Ain't you mad about? Ain't you mad you missed out? Like, mm-hmm. what is what are you what are your what is your thesis here? Maybe if I'm if I am more edgy or or something, he would like me. Mm-hmm. She's still under this false pretense that Mike Ross thinks she's not good enough for him. Yeah, and I was like, but why would? I I be I be ruining marriages. Like, why did what would that come from? It make you feel better about it. I don't know. Yeah, not Rachel's best moment, but Dog. we got great <laughs> moments from Lewis. I thought that Lewis was the star of the episode because uh, that we had the return of Sheila's ass from earlier this season. Right, this was earlier season t- uh, season two. I believe so. Yeah, we have Sheila's ass with the return. I was very happy to see Sheila's ass. Sheila's ass is, uh, I'm telling you, a standout in this show. She's so good, Rob. Yeah. And so basically, you know, she comes back to Lewis. Is like, so I heard you make senior partner. Uh, and she's asking him about how he's been doing. He has a response to her. He's like, uh, yeah, I ball. 
<laughs> like, yeah, I could tell you were a baller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's say she's like, Rob, say say the role, senior partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Hey, she was ass is nasty, nasty ass girl. Yeah. I love her. So yeah. she is like hitting it off with Lewis and wants to talk to him about some things. And then also that their relationship is a romantic one. And so good for Lewis, where things are going his way. She tells him at one point to bring the coconut oil, the ski mask, and the duct tape to her place. Give me this over the thumbtacks and the can opener any day. You know, I think uh, I think Sheila knows what's up. Uh, yeah. Lewis looks terrified and also aroused. And this is a great episode for Lewis when it comes to Sheila's ass because she uh, she is going to help him hire an associate of his own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so their foreplay is basically... You want an associate? I can get you an associate because you're a senior partner, and that's sexy to me. It's like, well, I'm gonna get you the best, uh, the best associate. And they're both sitting over there, just, uh, you know, in heat, basically, over the idea of hiring somebody who is uh, up to par. Yeah, uh, this is the central. This is the central theme of their relationship. Yeah. So uh, the associate that she is going to recommend is going to be uh, a woman named Maria. We're going to see that uh, in another one of the scenes between Sheila and Lewis, um, uh, there's some discussion about uh, that, that who is going to dominate whom. Uh, if there's going to be a safe word, uh, there's not. Uh, no. Yes. Uh, Lewis is right on time. He feels like punctuality is the best aphrodisiac. <laughs> Look, it, it, Sheila's ass is there. He's there on time. And, um, you know, he's on time for her ass to the second, you mm-hmm. know, to the second, to the T. She asked if, if he bought the various accoutrements, you know, yeah, yeah. and I was like, you know, he did. Cause he's not, he, he knows what's up. He knows who's in charge here for a second. He does think he's going to dominate Sheila's ass. No, that no, is no, not no. the case. No, no, no. Sheila's ass, you would be lucky to dominate Sheila's ass. She, Sheila's ass is going to dominate you every time. Yeah. And Lewis is fine with that. Okay. Um, he meets Maria, the associate, uh, who is uh, really just the top recruit and Lewis is very impressed. She's going to run circles around Mike Ross. And she is the class secretary at Harvard, but she doesn't even know who Mike Ross is. She doesn't even have never heard of Mike Ross. Yeah. And this is some good information because we, there have been questions as to how has he been getting away with this this entire time without anybody like questioning where the hell has Mike Ross uh, come from? And so, um, yeah, she uh, tells uh, what is, I think she's the secretary of the class. She also was oh she she clerked for Chief Justice Roberts. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, she's been tapped in, and Maria is a machine. You know, make no mistake, she is not like the rest of these associates. She's no herald. You know, she's coming in and she knows it all. She's kind of more like a cross between maybe like uh, Sheila's ass and Donna. Where it's like mm-hmm. she's got it handled and she knows everything and you really can't catch her slipping. By the end of the episode, she's going to be telling Harvey that there is no such thing as a Mike Ross that graduated from uh, Harvard. Yeah. I think she tells Donna. One yeah, of the Donna two. is the one that overhears like, oh, you never heard of like, well, he like was uh, doing something else for a couple of years. And so that's why he you, you don't know who he is. And so. Donna ultimately tells Harvey, you can't do this. And so Harvey tells Jessica that they cannot have this new Lewis associate working at the firm. Uh, And so they need to make it go away. 
hiring freeze. Hiring freeze. We actually got some feedback about this on Facebook uh, about a week ago, I believe. Ronnie uh, Santoriello yes. uh, says, question for you. What year did Mike supposedly graduate from Harvard Law? Aren't there any other associates that worked there from that same year? And how are they not wondering who this Mike guy is? Mm-hmm. And I think this this episode very much, you know, proves that, no, some people are going to realize that Mike Ross is not a Harvard graduate and Maria is not one of those people who are going to miss it. So, yeah, Jessica has to shut this down. She has no choice. But this looks really bad because the hiring freeze does not stop uh, Harvey from offering Katrina Bennett a job, yeah. but it does stop Lewis from offering his associate a job, which makes him look bad in front of Sheila's ass, but he also it also um, makes him look bad in front of the community. You know, he offered like this top recruit a job and has to snatch it back and because of a hiring freeze that only seems to apply to him. To now, Lewis. Rob, yeah. yeah, if you're Lewis, you're thinking this is personal, right? This has something to do with the Daniel Hartman thing. Yeah, because he was one of the votes to make Daniel Par- Daniel uh, Hartman the uh, you know managing partner. And then mm-hmm. Jessica said, I'm not going to forget this. Yeah. And so from Lewis's point of view, this is Jessica taking that direct shot at him and saying, you know, I, I told you to get on the right side of the vote and you mm-hmm. didn't. And so now you don't get an associate. More, more special treatment for Harvey. And Lewis is seething, um, especially because this is the ultimate turnoff for Sheila's ass. Sheila's ass is not amused. She's mm-hmm. not aroused. She is uh, very much done with Lewis Lick because he's not the man that she thought he would be. Yeah. So this is just a double whammy for Lewis. Maybe triple whammy. Uh, these are the hits keep on coming here because the I was not I wasn't expecting the uh, the Sheila Sheila's ass jumping ship here on a, just because he didn't get to hire his associate you know well she um, thought but, he was a strong powerful senior partner yeah yeah she she thought he was um, mm-hmm. you know and she doesn't mind you know humbling Lewis and kicking him in the stomach in a sexual way but this time she's like uh, I like when I'm dominating you I don't like when the world is dominating you yeah. you're supposed to, like. I think the power dynamic is really important to her. Um, I think that, you know, there's a, a community of people that probably like Sheila's ass. Uh, and so Lewis's sexual prowess is not going to save him here, Rob. He's getting dumped because Katrina Bennett got hired over Maria uh, Monroe. Okay. Let's then bring in Harvey's uh, dating drama here in this episode. Zoe, the real life uh, Mrs. Harvey Specter, is back in the picture. And Harvey is going to go meet her for a date. But uh, it turns out that Zoe has a young girl with her, which turns out to be Zoe's niece. And then we've never really seen Harvey having to interact with young kids before. No, no. We assume because Harvey is a man of a certain age without any kids that maybe he doesn't like kids or something like that. It's like, no, Harvey seems like he's pretty good with kids. Uh, he takes, he definitely takes the Chappelle approaches. Like, you know, treat every child like they have, like, they, like they pay bills. You know, <laughs> just talk to them like a normal human. Uh, you know, like uh, this whole like, oh, do you want to play the video game? Like, uh, yeah, that works or whatever. But you could just be straight up and be like, hey, kid, what do you mean you got flowers from your date? Who you been dating? You know, so mm-hmm. Harvey, Harvey and I believe the young girl's name is Olivia. Are right, they hitting it off pretty well. Um, and Olivia, I think, is played by Harvey's real life daughter. And so uh, Zoe and Harvey, uh, you know, the actors in real life, they have a child. And I believe she stepped into to play uh, into this role for this episode. Yeah. OK, so it's a whole family reunion here for uh, the mocked clan. Uh, Harvey mm-hmm. talks about uh, that the kids should watch Bugs Bunny and 
uh, he gets told that nobody watches Bugs Bunny anymore. Sad, but true. You know, mm-hmm. you aren't old. And, and it's, it's Only in Space was, Jam. There was probably more Bugs Bunny back then than there is today. I'm pretty sure Bugs Bunny is almost like an afterthought now. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. to Bugs. Yeah, except for Space Jam 2. Except for Space Jam 2, which some people have forgotten about, yeah. including me. Harvey would never watch Space Jam 2. Only the original Space Jam for Harvey. Right. Harvey will not. He's going to call one of his clients, you know, Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. and probably talk to him about it as well. You know, Harvey yeah. does not miss an opportunity to tell us that his client is Michael Jordan. Yep. And so Harvey then wants to take Zoe away for the weekend, but she can't go because she's watching the niece because... Uh, Zoe's brother has cancer. And so Zoe has to, uh, you know, watch her niece. And so that Zoe, I think, thought that that was going to be a turnoff for Harvey. He doesn't mind, but no weekend date for Harvey. No, no weekend date for Harvey. Harvey definitely feels like he's trying to settle down to some extent, you know, with Zoe. Like she is the one who got away and then she, he, uh, he really wants to make this happen now. So the, the kid doesn't even make him miss a beat. Mm-hmm. But I will say this, Rob. At the beginning of this episode, we see Donna kind of questioning Harvey about this and being like, ooh, you got a hot date. Is it Zoe? Y'all going out of town? Da, 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 da. And eventually Harvey has to go and Donna reads on his face that, oh, you didn't get your out of town date that you were looking for. Mm-hmm. But Rob, knowing what we know about Donna now, their interactions to me are uncomfortable. You know, uh, knowing that she's in love with him. Donna, get out this man's business. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to know about his uh, his dating life? You know, she's like, ooh, you know, are you going out with Zoe Lawford again? Like, Donna, I, we get it. You're, we're not together. Mm-hmm. Please yeah. get a grip, lady. I mean, oh. it is understandable why Donna's last relationship did not work out. Uh, at this point, I'm starting to think, like, Donna, you can't read the room, <laughs> you know, uh, because, yeah, you're in love with Harvey and you're also in Harvey's business. It feels very clingy. Yeah, it, right. it just does. You know, and like, like I said, prior to this, had I not known she was in love with him, I'd be like, look at them. They're like buddies. You know, that's how that's how you act with your homies. But knowing that potentially Donna's still sitting over here harboring feelings for Harvey uh, because you never can let those feelings go. They never go away. I'm like, damn, Donna, don't you want to give this man some space and let him date people without you being like Mm -hmm. all guilt trippy in the background? I don't know. I love Donna, but this is making me uncomfortable now. Okay, Uh, Chappelle, who gets the Liddy this week? Not Lewis, sadly. Not Lewis. He had a good run, but they cooked him up. Not, Not Mike. He was out of control. Uh... I mean, Harvey misses out on the love of his life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Jessica? Does Jessica get it? For what? I mean, she's for barely saying, in the putting episode. a hiring freeze on? Not Rachel. For, for not losing out the love of his life and not, uh, not che- cheating in a court trial. Yeah. Uh, it is definitely not Rachel. Rachel, God, for God's sakes, all you have to do is just not do that and you yeah. probably would have got it this episode. I guess it's Harvey because, you know, he's kind of a nice guy with the whole Zoe thing, but also like he had the foresight to know Mike Ross was going to screw things up. And so he ends up like bribing off the woman, uh, Katrina, to give her a job. So I'd say Harvey. Yeah, probably. Because by the end of this episode, Lewis is marching into Jessica's office, clearly upset. So we know he's taking L's. Rachel's obviously giving herself a headache thinking about Mike and how she was like, but but I cheat too, you know, mm-hmm. to get him. Harvey has to leave his stepchild behind or his actual child to, <laughs> you know, whatever. Real life. Tess, yeah. got, Tess got sent back to her husband, which, uh, yeah, Tess, it's time to go home. You can't just hang out here. And then Mike is there, you know, 
you know, with his with the room spinning, you know, he's so out of control. And so, yeah, I guess if I had to rank those, then Harvey losing a child is probably the highest. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I think he's fine. You know, it wasn't really his child. So, yeah, I guess I'll give it to Harvey here. Okay. Then uh, got one piece of feedback about this episode. Of course, uh, we want to hear from you. Suitspodcast.com slash feedback. David wants to know, is there podcaster's privilege? I imagine that is to cut parts of the podcast that the guest regrets saying after the fact. Maybe you can shed uh, some light uh, on a more fun version of it. So I would say that the podcaster privilege would be that something that comes up before the show, like if I tell Chappelle, like, hey, uh, you know, like this podcast, like, I don't know, like I might like need to, uh, you know, keep it short because I have very bad diarrhea. And then yeah. that would, and then like my podcaster privilege isn't that Chappelle's going to open the show and be like, hey, everybody, heads up, Rob's got diarrhea. Like, uh, like I, I told you that <laughs> podcaster privilege. Um. David, if you're listening to this, Rob is a liar and he lies like a rug. Rob will always use what I tell him off pod against me. Rob, like, we're doing Big Brother podcast. Or, or I was like, Chappelle, remember that time you text me XYZ? Mm-hmm. God, God forbid. No, yeah, don't let Rob fool y'all. I'm just saying, there's this is a one-way privilege. This is podcaster <laughs> e- editor privilege. Because uh, there, I, all- I know what's I know what's uh, <laughs> sacred and what's not sacred. I would never reveal something. I would never reveal something that. But uh, you know, I, I like if somebody like this is a little pre-interview too. Yeah, Rob be on my neck, y'all. And yeah, mm-hmm. you have to start watching the video versions of our other podcasts together because you always see me like, what is he really throwing me under the bus? So. <laughs> Yeah, I like to keep everybody on their toes, <laughs> but I would never do something personal. I would never share no, personal information. No, but but David, there is one thing Rob will do. He will go in and edit stuff that I say out of the podcast if it's too spicy. And he doesn't tell me. Mm-hmm. I've caught on. People, yeah. I've, I noticed this a long time ago. I don't say nothing. But yeah, sometimes Rob's like, look, yeah. you're not going to ruin this for me, kid. You can't just run your mouth, Mike um, Ross. He's very much my Harvey. Yeah, but I don't think, I can't think of anything, uh, in, not, not in this podcast, not yet. No. Not yet. Yeah. Okay. All right. He reserves the right to do it. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, oh, David, I'd be noticing. Text mm-hmm. me. All right. <laughs> Tweet me at Suits Pie. We can get into it. Hey, I don't want to let up on our ratings and reviews. I feel like we got a lot of momentum going on. Facebook group is going great. Love seeing all your comments on uh, the, the X, the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But look, let's not take our foot off the gas over on our Apple podcast review. We need to maintain our good ratings. So head on over to suitspodcast.com. You can also uh, go ahead and get the links to Apple Podcasts and Spotify there. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review as well, because that helps more people find the show. Yep. Uh, go to suitspodcast.com slash Facebook, join the Facebook page. Uh, but of, of course, always leave us the five-star reviews. We only really take five-star reviews because the algorithm don't let us see the ones. And you know what I'm saying? It's, like, it's a computer mumbo jumbo, but trust me, five-star review and then say whatever you want in the ratings. But, you know, give us some stars. More people need to find the Suits Podcast community. We're, we're building something here and it's a great time. But yeah. if we don't give the ratings, people won't be able to see what we got going on. One of the things that's been fun about this journey is is that most of the podcasting that Chappelle and I do tends to be uh, on Rob as a podcast. We're talking about a lot of reality TV or post-show recaps, talking about uh, other scripted shows. But it's been very fun to have new people finding us. 
Yes, I'm really hoping that we have a lot of new people. So if you are a new listener, if you are not a Rob Has a Podcast fan, uh, or if you were a fan of very specific coverage on Rob Has a Podcast mm-hmm. uh, or post-show recaps, or you're, or you're brand spanking new, let us know. Kind of tell us your origin story. That, that'd yeah. be fun. Maybe I'll make a Facebook post about that, and then people can chime in and tell us, how did you get here? How yeah. did you find us? And what took you so long? Okay, yeah. What should we call these people? These are our like first-year associates? A first year associate. Yeah, <laughs> okay. if you're a first year associate, welcome welcome to the firm. Welcome. Okay. All right. Chappelle, where can people keep up with you? At Chappelle's underscore show on Twitter and at SuitsPod. Okay. I'm at Rob Sesternino. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about season two, episode 12. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 